Good evening, I'm Rick Dancer. Welcome to Get Real with Rick Dancer. It is Thursday night, so that means we have Kim Stark coming up in a little bit to tell you what's going on this weekend. She has some really great stuff. We're also going to be going to the Emporium Veneta tonight live, and Annie and the crew are going to show us around. they got a big special weekend coming up this weekend. I know there's a duck game, but the duck game's early, and you can work around this because they're open Friday saturday and sunday so you'll find time you can go out there and, and there it's all about halloween and trick-or-treats and all that fun stuff and kim's going to show us some cool places and what they're doing this weekend um what else do we have coming up oh we also have a missing man we want you to help us find and we'll be showing you that picture and kind of telling you how you can help us with that and but first of all above all we have to start our show with our open and then we'll come back and we're going to bring in our friend Uncle Bill puts up with this. That's what I don't understand. From the 1120 AM and 93.7 FM, KPNW Studios, I'm Bill London, and here's a look at <laughs> Look at you. Sarah, look at that introduction. Isn't Rick you such can... a charmer? Bring the lion out. Bring the, bring the lion out. That we had a sketch artist do a drawing of Commissioner Bozovich that. Um, tonight on our show, we're going to have... Music therapy has been shown to relieve symptoms of Alzheimer's. It is time now for Rick. And he's going to get real. Really real. Hey guys, don't you think it's kind of fun that you get to comment on the news? There's a cost. Oh yeah, there's a cost. People come after you. Like, I think that's why this is so much fun is because you can really be interactive with what's going on. Now it's time to get real with Rick. Now it's time to get real. I mean, really real. It's a big dose of really, real, real with Rick. We'll see you at five. And it is five o'clock, so we are here. We want to thank our sponsors tonight. The Emporium Vanita is one of our sponsors. And if you don't know much about them, um, where have you been? I mean, really, everybody knows about the Emporium Vanita. It's a really cool mall area where crafters and artisans come out um, and uh, sell their wares. And it's stuff that you're not going to find anywhere else. It's really awesome. It's local and um, it, you are going to love it. So we're going to give you a little tour and tell you about some stuff going on there tonight. Um, also, I want to thank Chris Dental. Uh, Dr. Michael Bratland is our one of our great supporters and he sponsors the news segment every night. Um, Michael is a dentist here in town and he's great. And uh, he really believes in civil liberties, uh, your freedom. Uh, he doesn't want to know your vaccination status. He says that's your business. He's there to make sure that your teeth and gums are working. <laughs> and that you brush and floss. And on Monday, they had this new thing at, the, at Ratlins, at uh, Chris Dental. And they can go in and if you have any recession on your gums, you know, I'm not going to show you mine, but if you have any recession, they use lasers and they can actually heal that tissue and bring some of that back down again. I know. I know. I don't know how it works, but it's a little laser and they're going to do that. Uh, Haley's going to be here and she's going to do that actually to Dr. Bratlin. And we'll have somebody over there shooting that for us. So let's start our night off with um, all the information you need to know uh, to get you through the weekend. Uh, some of the things you won't hear on the legacy media. Bill London. Good evening from the News Radio 1120 AM and 93.7 FM KPNW Studios. I'm Bill London, and you can just call me Sven. All right, here's a look at some of the stories that we're following tonight. Well, another 
lawsuit has been filed against the redistricting that was done by the legislature in a special session. This new lawsuit is by a former Republican state representative and a lawyer from Lake Oswego. They have asked the Oregon Supreme Court to overturn the legislative redistricting plans passed by the legislature's Democratic majorities. Patrick Sheehan, a real estate agent who was in the Oregon House for a term about a decade ago, and Samantha Hazel, now, they're represented by Kevin Mannix. If that name sounds familiar, he's a Salem lawyer, a former legislator, ran for governor a couple of times. In their suit, filed by the deadline of Monday, they asked the high court to substitute what's called the Equitable Oregon map plan. They allege that the plan approved by the Senate in Bill 822 on September 27th violated the legal standards for legislative redistricting, that there were no in-person public hearings, and that the hearings that were held focused only on plans submitted by Democratic and Republican caucuses. Now, the suit alleges failure to consider nonpartisan maps or even allow testimony on those maps even when their submission was allowed, it violated Oregon laws. They say this showed that the legislative districts were drawn not based on public input, but instead in regard to the preferences of Oregon's two major political parties. The redistricting process was limited to maps that use political party preferences as a basis. This favored the two major political parties of Oregon and nothing else, according to the suit. Challenges to a legislative redistricting plan go directly to the Supreme Court. So over the past few years, methamphetamine use has skyrocketed over 180% across the United States. Now that's according to the National Institute on Drug Abuse. And doctors here in the Pacific Northwest say they're dealing with the same fallout. Dr. Todd Corthus with Oregon Health and Science University says that meth use is up and so are overdoses. In some cases, fentanyls being mixed with the meth. Also, he says that the potency of methamphetamine has increased and the purity of meth has increased. He also says that addiction experts say that the meth used to be manufactured with plant-based materials and chemicals like ephedra. Well, now meth is being made and it's coming in from other countries with a completely different chemical makeup. Meth makers can use chemicals like lye or mercury, which are easy to get at a variety of industrial supply stores. So as a result, there's more meth, it's purer, it has more psychiatric effects, more of a high, but perhaps less of the cardiac effects that might have put the brakes on some people previously, which everyone says makes it more dangerous. That said, Kortha says that people can kick the habit still, and he would like to see meth treatment paid for by Medicaid. California just passed a bill, and it does exactly that. Negotiations over Oregon's share of a national opioid settlement have reached an impasse, and it could cost Oregonians more than $150 million. Now, it's lawyers for local county governments and Governor Kate Brown that are grappling behind the scenes over funding from that $26 million or billion dollar national opioid legal settlement, a settlement that's intended to battle addiction and overdose deaths. Oregon's share is to be paid by three large companies that distributed opioids, as well as by the Johnson & Johnson Pharmaceutical Company, and it could reach here for Oregon, $330 million under the settlement's very complicated structure. 
but only if everybody works together. Now, with only weeks of negotiation time left before the deadline, lawyers for local governments are finally going public. They say if the Brown administration won't compromise and give local governments more money, well, the locals are going to walk away from the settlement, which they claim is going to cut the money coming into Oregon by at least half if it doesn't completely scuttle the deal. A spokeswoman for the state's lawyers responded in a manner suggesting they feel the local governments are the problem, and if they walk away, well, that's their fault. The state is content with a default funding split included in the deal, the same one that the locals say will make them walk. Local governments say if they don't get the agreement in coming weeks, the effects are going to be irreversible. They'll continue their lawsuits and hope for a better deal from the defendants, according to Lane County Counsel Steve Dingle and other attorneys involved. These lawyers say they've obtained an agreement from the counties and cities that are home to the vast majority of Oregonians, and they're saying right now they intend to stick together. Dingle said if the state won't step up for Oregon communities, well, Lane County and its partners will. So the end of the year is coming up fast, and the Oregon Department of Motor Vehicles has a reminder. It's an important deadline that you can't miss, or you're probably going to get a ticket come January 2022. If you recall, during the pandemic, the state gave people a lot more time to renew things like car registration and driver's licenses. And if you happen to fall into that category, the grace period ends at the end of this year. And if you want to get your renewals, you need to make a reportment, uh, appointment or stop by your local DMV office. And at the same time, while you're there, you can get the new real ID. That is a new type of state-issued identification that you'll need to fly instead of a regular license if you don't have a passport. So on the COVID front, there's the results of a new study that showed that a cheap, widely available antidepressant has reduced the need for hospitalization in high-risk adults with COVID who were given this drug early in the infection. It's called fluvoxamine, and it's used for depression and obsessive-compulsive disorder. It was tested because it's known to reduce inflammation, and the results were so strong that experts monitoring the study recommended ending it early because the results were clear. Researchers have given the results to the U.S. National Institutes of Health, which publishes treatment guidelines, and they're hoping to get a recommendation for it from the World Health Organization. And finally, and maybe this is a good sign of something positive coming from the youth. You know, there's a lot of Americans that believe that it's a good thing for students to be taught civics, but actually some Rhode Island students are trying to get the courts to find that they have a constitutional right to be taught about civics. They have asked the Federal Court of Appeals to reverse a lower court's dismissal of their case, declare a constitutional right to be taught civics, and send the case back to district court. Their attorneys argue that students need to know how to participate in the political process, exercise their constitutional rights, and learn skills like media literacy to be able to tell real from false information. Defendants in the case include the governor, the education commissioner, and other education officials whose attorney argued in a brief before the court that legal precedent has established there is no fundamental constitutional right to an education. Well, that explains dropping the graduation standards here in the state of Oregon. (laughs) All right. Well, it's time to get alliterative and it's time to get real. 
with real Rick. Oh, can you believe that? What, that you would require students in, in the United States of America to actually understand civics. <laughs> wow, what a novel idea, you know, and maybe their parents need to learn it too. I think a lot of us are probably a, a little lax of that. Kim, what do you think of that, huh? I know, interesting, huh? Well, they've had to fight for everything else. I know that kids, you know, hold climate strikes all the time and ask that climate change be taught in schools. I mean, they have to, poor things have to rally for themselves. <laughs> well, one thing I think that's really positive about all this stuff that's going on right now is it's forcing people, no matter what they believe, to say something because right, it's just, right. you know what I mean? And I think that's scary to some people who've had the conversation under their belt for a long time. And I yeah. think people are finally starting to, but, but we need to, so to get all the opinions and ideas out there. Right. I, no, I that's what you say all the time, would... but it's so true. People are scared to ask questions. And I'm glad that they're talking about, you know, fighting for their own rights here and what they want to be taught. It's great. So let's switch gears and talk. I've got, I'm, I'm going down and looking for my, so what's, what's going on? I know. Halloween. Obviously well, we have Halloween. We have a duck game on Saturday. I know. No shortage of activities for sure. And you know what? It's not supposed to be, it's supposed to be nice out on Sunday, which is awesome. Because yeah, nice you and I have both done the um, <laughs> trick-or-treating in the rain. <laughs> so and many times. <laughs> I don't care what anybody says. It's terrible. I know, it's, right? There's no way around it. It is not fun. Um, so, no. so one year, Kathy went somewhere, and I, I don't know where she was, but I got stuck with the kids for Halloween, you know? Mm -hmm. And it was a torrential downpour, and we couldn't <laughs> find the umbrella. So I went in the backyard, and oh. I got the umbrella off the patio table. Oh, did you? And we're, and we're walking literally down the street with the boys. And I've got this, you know, the big, huge umbrella like this. Oh All God. the neighbors were in hysterics. Jake and Jesse thought it was the funniest thing ever. But we're, we're trompsing through our neighborhood with the. With the and opinion. it worked. That must have worked. I, I would not have thought of that. Honestly. Yeah. Well, you know, Kim, I, you know, I'm not just a pretty face. You know what? Kathy knew what she was doing when she left them with you. Okay. <laughs> no, no, that is not even true. He's like, well, so he's tell me what you got going on. I'm going to pull my I know we have so like many. Okay. Yeah. Let's you. have you do, uh, let's start with, okay. There's a lot of Halloween stuff, but I want to focus on first this super cute senior living community center trick or treat, um, activity that they have going on. So it's a trunk or treat. And there's, there are a lot of these around, but this one, is so cute because it's put on by the center and they are doing like a double whammy because they're located so close together. So we are going to talk with them and find out what this entails. And Maya is joining us from one of these centers and she's going to tell us exactly what they are, what they're planning. Hi, Maya. Hi, how are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for joining us tonight to talk about this. I just saw this and I thought this this looks so fun, first of all. And I love the idea that you're going to have the residents come out and wave, right? Absolutely. So um, Timberpoint Senior Living and Woodside Senior Living are joining together to host a COVID cautious and fun Halloween for all of the kids in Springfield and Eugene. So um, yeah, and we're definitely planning on having the residents wave and um, a lot of their grandkids will be there. So. Oh, good. Family members. And now tell me, is this the first time you guys have done something like this? So this is our first trunk or treat, but we do have a Halloween event every year. We just okay. thought, you know, with COVID in mind that this would be a good way to safely celebrate. Yeah, I love that idea. So you'll have them um, in their, stay in their cars and you'll probably ask people that they wear masks and pull up and do a circle. Do you have it all set up? 
Absolutely. We have our maintenance man on it with us and we're going to have cones, caution tape, the whole nine. So um, we've been doing walkthroughs every day to make sure everything's going to run smoothly. And we have so much candy to give out. So it's going to be super fun. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. I was going to ask how much candy did you guys get? Okay. So we, Timberpoint has about nine volunteers and they all buy candy themselves, but then Timberpoint wow. bought a bunch um, ourselves too. So we have an insane amount of candy to give to all of the kids. And you guys are located, are you with like in a, within a block of each other? Tell us how that works where you all get to do both. We actually borderline share the same parking lot. And I looked it up. We're 400 feet from each other. So this oh, is perfect. perfect walking distance for kids. Yeah, that's so perfect. Okay, so you got lots of candy. The kiddos can come through and they'll have their, get to see the costumes. And then how are the residents? What do they think about this? Are they pretty excited? They're so excited. I mean, especially because celebrating um holidays has been so limited this past year and a half i think this is right. going to be so fun for them uh like you said uh their families are going to be there and they love seeing the kids in their costumes so i think that's so great and they'll have some relatives show up and they can just come in and leave it's safe it's a great way you guys to come out and see them and put some smiles on their faces it's been a hard it's been a hard year so when i saw this i thought oh my gosh what a perfect way to bring your kids they can get their candy, which makes them happy. But the, I, I don't know about a lot. My kids love just seeing these older people, you know, if they can't see their grandparents. So it'll be so fun for everybody. I love exactly. this idea. Yeah. Um, and the times. OK, so we ha we had the flyers up, you guys, on there. But and we'll also link it to this page. Is there anything people know uh, need to know other than so I, I'm looking at your cute little flyers that Rick put put up. So 330 to 630. And that's for uh, both point and Woodside. Yeah. OK, both are the same time. Great. Yeah. That makes it easy. Masks are encouraged and trunks full of candy. Great. There's a number on there, you guys. There's email. But mostly, I mean, just you're right on Main Street. Exactly. Right off of Main Street across from Dairy Queen. And one more important thing to note is that Timberpoint is having a Halloween costume contest. Oh. And so we'll be taking pictures and whichever picture gets the most likes, um, that'll be the winner. So. Oh, good. Okay. You got to get in for that contest too. That'll be probably be hard to choose. Yeah, know. it absolutely will. <laughs> Thank you so much, Maya. Making a message. Um, is there anything we forgot to add that you wanted to add in? No, just thank you guys so much. And we're so excited to see you all there. Yay. Thank you for joining us tonight. Well, we've got a lot of different events. That was just one of them. And I mentioned trunk or treat. That seems to be like the common theme right now um, for Halloween, the trunk or treat. And that started obviously last year with COVID. But now, um, like we say, it's going to be dry. So I know a lot of kids will be out there actually doing the old fashioned trick or treating at houses. But just to mention some churches that are offering stuff, um, trunk or treat is going to take place at the Springfield Faith Center. So beside the, besides the ones we just told you about, um, the Bethesda Lutheran Church, the Harvest Community Church, the San Gillum. Um, they have a, a kids scavenger hunt going on in Junction City at the Junction City, City Beer Station. And they're going to have a photo booth and a DJ. So they'll have music at that event. So um, if you're in Junction City, um, hit that one up. And then I thought this looked really fun. This is, I don't know if any of you have already done this before, but the Runaway Pumpkin Express is happening with the Santium excursion trains in Lebanon. So they do a lot of different excursions on their trains. And on Saturday, there will be two times. There's one at noon and one at 2.30. Um, it's a Runaway Pumpkin Express. So this is obviously aimed at the kiddos. They can dress up in their costumes and have a little Halloween train ride. And then at night, they turn it into an adult ride on Sunday night. So I love that idea that they're doing uh, with the Santim excursion trains. And then um, the Arc of Lane County. 
such a great organization. The ARC, I know they're working on, and I'm going to have a story coming up in the next couple of weeks about what they're trying to do. They're trying to create a park um, for kids there. And they are having a drive-through costume party because they're building they're at an old, old bank building, so they have a drive-through window already set up. So they have it um, handy during COVID to come through, drive through, and they can hand treats out from, from the window. And they're going to take um, some pictures of your costumes, and they'll have uh, a contest. So they'll take photos as you drive through, and then you can be entered in their contests with the ARC of Lane County. And they're also in Springfield. So um, I don't. I tried to get a variety of, of things going on around the area. Um, and there That's are so <laughs> right. So well, I like that people are being really creative. And I know, you know, I know. I think, I think that's really cool. I love it. So there's no excuse because, you know, some people are trying to, you know, protect themselves, then you can still drive through. So I just love that there's an option for everyone. And like I said, it's going to be dry. So we plan to get out there. So hopefully people can get some fresh air and get out there too with their kiddos. And if your kids do eat too much candy, we do um, have a, our sponsor, Dr. Bratlin. Um, I know. Yeah. He can take care of it. <laughs> we may need to see the dentist afterward, but I think the kids will say it's worth it. What do you think? Maybe they should run a special where they put that, you know, those those little fake coverings on your teeth. Before oh, yeah. The yeah. Mm -hmm. No. Yep. I think we yep. could come up with something like that. That could be kind of cool, huh? I think we should. You know, they used to give out, um, so they have toothbrushes sometimes. We Even when we were kids, we would get toothbrushes and be like, oh, I don't want a toothbrush. But now yeah. it's really creative. I know, Wait, right? Whine about it. Um, but yeah, so they have all other ideas of things that people are giving out. So we'll, you know what we'll do? I'll tell you what we get, and then I want you guys to share what you get. And we can come up with like the best, the biggest candy bars, or, you yeah. know, just talk about what was good in what neighborhood. I think that'd be fun. You know what, Kim? You know what you should do? Have ever, have your, your kids do a little review of Halloween. Okay. Okay. And then send me the video, and then I'll air it on Monday. Okay. okay. We'll do their review. Yeah. Just have them do a little the Halloween in review of candy, like what's the best candy, or whatever you guys come up with. Okay. The best costume you see, or something like that. Oh yeah, the costumes okay. too. Okay, we'll do that. <laughs> All right, thank you. Bye guys. All right, see you later. All right, and we're not done because the weekend's not finished, but we're gonna start on a little more somber note because um, I really wanna get this in for Annie. It's a friend of hers. Now, hang on, let me get this up here. Um, a gentleman is missing and Annie, I'm gonna pull his picture up first and cover me. I'm gonna bring you guys, this is Annie from, um, I'm gonna pull, this is Annie from the Emporium <laughs> Vanita, and we're going to talk and get a little tour of what's going on there. But Annie, tell the story about this young man, because it's somebody close to you, and I want people to help. Um, it's, it's actually close to my cousin's family, not so much to myself. Um, but this gentleman, Jesse McFerrin, has been missing for close to a week now, and his family would like to see him come home or at least um, make contact with him so that they will know he's okay. And his name's Jesse McFerrin. That's correct. Six foot four, 180 pounds, last seen at 430 in Tigard, Oregon. Um, obviously has a lot of tattoos, so it'd be pretty easy to spot if that's if you see something like that. But if you guys do see someone or see this someone that matches this, please get a hold of the authorities and let them know so the family can find um, can find Jesse and find out what's going on. I hate, yeah, hate stuff like that when it happens. It's terrible. So hopefully we'll find him. So Annie, welcome. Um, so explain in a nutshell what the Emporium Vanita is all about. The Emporium Vanita is a community arts collective. And so we have the work of over 30 artists, most from the Western Lane County area, one from Seattle. And we're a place where we can all get together and we have fun. We're a family of artists and we display 
we teach people about our craft and we've also added new elements which um, is also an art form which would be food and beverage and music and so can you show what is that thing behind you that lamp this lamp let's oh see. my god that is so cool isn't that cool yeah wow so okay so introduce us you you have, some, you have so much cool stuff so introduce it tell take me on my tour wherever you want to do okay I'm here go into the new room so you guys this is out on territorial um and somebody says we have a trunk or treat spots in roseburg all right skipper that's awesome let us know next time before and we'll put those on there too and then i may be a little biased because i'm an artist at the emporium but it was the most amazing store ever susan think, i don't think you're biased at all i think <laughs> that yeah i somebody already wants that light um but sally okay. it's too late Oh, it's Sally Johnson. She doesn't get it. I got dibs on that. Okay. You got first dragonflies one. It's really cool. Yeah. The dragonflies are really, they're seeing everything. Okay, Annie. So what have you got here? This is the new so, room. Yeah. So these are cigar boxes that have been covered um, with paper. And Go in a little closer with your camera. I mean, just move in there. Yeah. You're doing perfect. Up, up higher. Yeah, like that. Oh, that's cool. So these are these are cigar boxes, and they're um, papered inside and out, so they make great little gift boxes. Now go down a little bit. Right there, perfect. That's a great idea, and then you can put little things in that and give it to somebody. Absolutely. I like that. Yeah. All right. What else? Okay. People, people are dropping. Oh, the Sally just said, "Oh, thanks, Rick." Sally. <laughs> Go get it. You can go get dibs on it. It is beautiful. Now, what are these? So these are some beautiful antique linens. And also, this is another example of cigar boxes. Down just a little bit. I'm her camera. I'm her camera guy. Yes. <laughs> okay, perfect. All right, good. Okay, move on. I'm, I'm directing her. Yes, yeah. please do. So please do. Yeah. So you guys have bath products. You have um, I mean, things for around the house. You have the guy who makes knockers, wink, wink, um, <laughs> <in> your door. <laughs> you can buy knockers at the Emporium in Benita. Um, and tell me about what's going on. You have an artist we were going to talk to? We do. We'll get to her in just a second. Okay. There's your soaps. And yep. this is what Annie does. She makes soaps and really great lotions, especially if you've had tattoos recently. You could stock a whole movie set with this stuff. Very cool stuff for sure. Yeah, that's what I'm, I'm reading comments, Annie. This is what people are saying. Okay, do you guys see this? The pink the pink yeah. dressing table? Yeah. Is that not gorgeous? Yeah, that's really pretty. I mean, it's every little girl's dream except the canopy bed. And this chair, look at how fluffy and pink that is. Yeah, that's really cool, Annie. I love this. Um, this is a new artist. She makes felted angels. Wow. And then she also has right above it a felted crown in silk cape. When you do this, like especially for you and the other artists and stuff, you have to be you have to think to yourself, man, there's a ton of creative people out there. There really you know are. I mean? And these are more of her felted dolls and angels. Yeah, those are very cool. Oh, and pumpkins. Look at these pumpkins with a um, cinnamon stick stem. So perfect little things to get if you're going to a Halloween party this weekend on Sunday or Saturday. Absolutely. Tell That's me why you're doing this, why you're showing me around. What's going on this weekend? 
Well, this weekend we will have trick-or-treating for the kids from four o'clock until about six or so. And we'll have dollar hot dogs and free popcorn for them. And then starting at seven o'clock with a $5 cover, we have Steve Benavides, and he is a country artist here in Venita. And we'll have our beer and wine garden open. We've got some amazing food on the grill. We're featuring bratwurst and some sides to go with it. And we're just going to have a great time. You guys, they have a really cool uh, barbecue. They got through grant dollars uh, because yeah, this is okay. a real economic thing for, for Vanita. And so they got a really cool barbecue out there. They have a nice stage that Andy's going to head out to. We're looking at stuff while you're talking, while, while I'm talking. And you can head out that, and, and they have, that's where the music is. They'll have live music. They have seating out there. It's like a place where the community can go. We can't see anything that's down low. It's because that banner's on it. I know I have that banners on there. So Annie, so yeah, bring I'm going to introduce you to Jeffrey. This is Jeffrey, the chicken lady. Hey, Rick. Hi, how are you? I'm great. How are you? So tell me why you're the chicken lady. <laughs> well, I've had this fascination with chickens forever since I was a little girl and I was dreamed of having a place in the country where I could have some chickens. And I, when we moved to Vanita, we, we put in a coop and I just was so fascinated by their personalities that I started painting them. And so I brought my paintings into Annie and she said, come on in. We, we don't have any chickens here at all. <laughs> so here I so am. Can you, can you grab one in your hands and then put it up to the camera so you can see it? See. Annie, you just stay still and have her go in there. Yeah. Bring it up closer, even more. There you go. And then over to the, to, Ooh, towards you. There you yeah. go. Oh, there. that's awesome. And these are watercolors. Yeah, I, I do watercolor, and uh, and I give them kind of cute names that reflect their personalities. This one's the weed eater. So, how did you? When did you start painting? I've been an artist all my life. I've been a graphic designer, but just recently started doing watercolors. Show me another one, Full please. <laughs> okay. Yeah, bring another one. I like. This is actually the first one. This is my big my big rooster guy. Wow. And, uh, I call him all that. Because he's just, and it's kind of a fanciful coloring that I put on him. Um, yeah, somebody says it's very detailed and kind of like impressionistic. <laughs> yeah, I love watercolor. You can just do so much. And there's so many beautiful, vivid colors that are available. And, it, and it's kind of, it's soft. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what I like about watercolor. It's not like abrupt. It's kind of like it lets, like it kind of fades off. So it lets your imagination kind of feels, I don't know, maybe I'm being too weird about it, but it makes me feel warm. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I can I, see I, that. Yeah. Yeah. Now that is fascinating. So you live in Benita. So how many chickens do you have? Right now I have nine. They I have, have a neighbor who, who raises chickens and I really, I, I, I really appreciate them. They're interesting animals, aren't they? I had no idea that they had the kinds of personalities that they do. I mean, I have no. one sleep up in a tree and I have to take her and put her in the coop at night. And but she really <laughs> wants to sleep in the tree. And then another one, there's, if you are wearing red toenail polish, she'll come up and think your toenails are cherries and try to peck you. And <laughs> they're just, they're kind of like kids. They're a lot like children. <laughs> they are. And they, do, and they don't listen that well either. Yeah, no. <laughs> well, it was nice meeting you. Thank you. Thank you, Rick. So you guys there, if, you know, I really, seriously, my neighbor, Annie, I'm just sitting here thinking, she is like mm -hmm. a chicken freak. Oh, uh, we need to have her come out. Like, I'm going to have to get one of those paintings and keep it down a little low so people can see. Oh, there the you go. Umbrella. Now, 
next time I'm going to have you not put in the label because that label's covering up some of the stuff. And that's, that's just us learning that this is how this is going to work. So take us outside. I want to show them the, okay. I want to show them the barbecue. Okay. There, Annie, that's perfect. Okay. Even a little lower, like tilt it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you guys there, this is the place. They also have a kitchen out there and then they have outside area where you can get food. Hello. And Hello. look, here, here's the outside. Hello, Alan. It's me again. So <laughs> under that, under that steel building there. Oh, this is what we go over here first. Yeah. The quantum. Yeah. Show me that. Yeah, that label thing is what's covered. So that's where the stage is, you guys. And they have a piano up there, and that's where all the music comes. And then Annie, turn it around. So I think we, we lost. Have some computers keep everybody warm, and our game station, so you can just sit down and have some fun. Now turn and it around. This is the backyard. Now bring it down a little bit, Annie. A little bit more. We're kind of losing the signal out there. Oh, I hope we did not lose that signal. There you go. So you guys, there's a whole area out here with umbrellas and seating, and that's where you sit. It's all fenced in, um, and it's just a beautiful little section. And then she has a grill over to the right, and it's just a, yeah. and that's where they're going to have the food, and they make the brats and all that kind of stuff. But it's a beautiful grill, a beautiful area. So this I'm moving is our my head. Like I don't know if you can see it. Can you see the kitchen? Yeah, I can see. And like we even have one of these little wheels. Oh yeah, you'd like a full set up little kitchen. Yes. Yeah, Gary says, "Oh, the acoustics must be what." It really is nice, Gary, because it's um, they when they play on the stage with that with that corrugated metal, it just comes echoing back out there. It's really nice. And there's a grill, yeah, there's the grill. that they got uh, through grant dollars um, because this really is providing not only places for artists to go, but places for the community to go and uh, hang out. So Annie, when are you guys um, open this weekend? So we're going to be serving food from 4 p.m. to 9 p.m. on Saturday. We have a German style bratwurst cooked in Guinness on the grill with brown sugar, caramelized onions uh, with caraway, and then some pineapple sauerkraut with juniper. And we also have a really beautiful artichoke dip with Nana's homemade bread. And what else do we have? Oh, roasted jalapenos with pomegranate seeds and lime juice. Um, so yes, vegetarian options as well. So okay. we'd love to have, have you come down and see what we're all about. And you guys, they also have bread all the time in Nana's Kitchen. Yes. So there's a little bakery there. You can pick up baked stuff. She has desserts and all kinds of stuff like that. So that's there as well. But when are you open? So you're open tomorrow, um, still to, not with the food and everything, but when are you open like throughout the so weekend? We're, we are open Friday and Saturday from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. And then... Tuesday through Thursday from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Okay. Well, you must be very proud. You've done a really good job with this thing. and you I got am proud of my whole team. I mean, these two people right here today and with Jeff, who isn't on camera, um, we, we put the whole kitchen back together today. We tore it apart because we thought the wind was going to take it down. Remember that storm that didn't really happen? Yeah. Um, so now we, we put it all back together today and we're just excited to to get this going. This is the next stage. We've been talking about it for a while. And then all of our spouses 
um, and, and friends and really close family that have helped us throughout this entire project. Mm-hmm. This has been a labor of love from, from everybody. Yep, it does. Well, it's nice that Vanita has a place that, to hang out like that, too. You know what I mean? And not just Vanita, but your community. But then we can all come out and join you. People are saying it has a very warm feel, Annie. Oh, thanks. thanks. Well, okay, put it back on your face so I can say goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> hey, thank you. Thank you. Did you. A great, you did a great job. And you guys go out there for yourself and look around because, but take, I mean, just honestly take some time because you're not going to get through there very fast. It's kind of like a museum. <laughs> you get going and you start going and please take your visa. <laughs> All right, sweetie. I will talk to you later. Sounds thank great. You. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. So you guys, again, that's the uh, Vanita, the Emporium Vanita, and uh, a lot of hardworking people uh, doing their thing. And what I love about it is um, that this is rural America, you know, rural Oregon doing its thing. Uh, Annie and her friends came up with an idea right in the middle of COVID. Last year, they rented an an old church building, put their stuff in there. It was a hit. Uh, They managed through COVID and everything, and now they're just pushing on through. So they've created not only a community place, but a business for themselves and a place for them to sell. And the whole reason Annie did it is because all the markets were shutting down because of COVID. And so she said, we got to find a way to get our wares out there because this is how we make our money. And, uh, and she did it. So anyway, well, there, that was fun. Lots of, lots of good information, lots of fun stuff to do. Now on Monday, um, again, we are going to be going to Dr. Bratlin's clinic and they, like I said, they use lasers now to, to uh, help with uh, gums that are receding. And they're gonna, we're gonna have them show us how that's done. Bill will be here with the weather. Um, on Tuesday, we'll have elements of a healthy life and whatever else I find. And uh, then we're gonna be doing something next week with the Michael Bryson uh, disappearance, uh, talking with him and, and a whole lot more. So uh, we're off tomorrow and the weekend. So have fun at the Ducks game, have fun trick-or-treating, be safe. Um, kids, don't eat all your candy. And if you have any Three Musketeers, it's my favorite candy bar, go ahead and send that to me. <laughs> and we'll see you on Monday. Oh, you guys, if you would share this on your page, that's really a great way. Just take it, hit share. It'll go on your page and then people can come along. And if they see it, I don't know all your friends, but that gets them connected to us and just brings in more people. All right. Have a good night. Remember, your voice matters and please use it often. Good night.